everyone, you are listening to Renewed and Reminded Godly Podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about My Worship is Real. We have a guest with us, and her name is A.B. Am I saying that right? Yes, you are. Awesome. And we're going to be on here talking today just because, one, we aren't even into this um place where we've kind of had a lot of different things where we've been talking about worship the warfare in your worship what's hindering worship and today we're talking about why is it real and so she's going to witness to you not we're not trying to get you to do something that you already don't know or whatever this is simple worship is a choice i think it's actually it's, it's like an action it's love love is an action so worship is an action y'all so we're going to come together collectively as witnesses telling you about worship and just pretty much what it is and how it works in everybody's life and it brings you straight back to the altar and you're like right at the, the throne of god every time you worship that is the am i right yeah you are absolutely worship is just it's like a uh, sometimes i'm really funny with metaphors too so you might hear a couple metaphors from me but it's like um if if worship could be any type of fruit i would say it's like a um a pomegranate a pomegranate on the outside is like very red it's very vibrant you know what this is from what it looks like just like everybody know what worship looks like but when you open a pomegranate how many seeds is in there In worship, when you get into worship, how many things can be done? How many things can God work out for you? And it start in what form? Seed form. And you got to keep working your seed. And then when you plant your pomegranate, boop, boop, boop. Pomegranate juice, pomegranate blend. <laughs> you can make anything um, with your pomegranate. And so it's the same thing with worship. You know, anywhere, any place you can worship. Uh, and I know that... Um, I'm probably talking too much. <laughs> so please introduce yourself. Um, let everybody know, you know, we're international. So it doesn't matter where you are. Um, people are going to listen because um, what brings them to the podcast is the authentic, real example of people coming together and the sound. They sound like me. That's why they listen. Because we all got the same struggle. <laughs> we do. My name is Amy Akini. First of all, let me just say, Cornelia, thank you so much for having me on. Such an absolute pleasure. I've already had a lot of fun and I've already been so blessed just by having a chat before we actually even started recording. Um, so yeah, my name is Amy Akini. I live in uh, a city called Derby in UK. I'm originally from Nigeria. I am a wife and mother of two little boys <laughs> um seven years and four years of age they are adorable cute boys and i'm also a um lifelong singer worshiper um and also a worship leader i am oh gosh so many things a pediatrics pediatrician doctor <laughs> as well as um a music business coach as well because i am passionate about not just um, being um, an artist that is a worshiper but also inspiring other artists to step fully into their calling mm. powerfully so yeah um, that is me <laughs> I started to um, release music in 
2021 and my first album came out last year it's titled <laughs> yes thank you um and it, it's it's full of songs that i either finished writing or started writing in the middle of the pandemic and and the plan was just to release songs to bring hope to people my mission actually um is to bring songs that bring contagious joy and persevering faith and that is something that i make sure all my songs do so yeah that's me yes and you know it is such a on-time thing that people need hope i mean after a pandemic we were looking at some things this is where this is where it gets real some people in organizations corporations have it however they may the pandemic benefited many different entities while many people lost their lives now then they had the church closed down during the pandemic now many people are double-sided i can just watch church on tv or i can just go to church either way i don't gotta worship i'm only coming to church to be and so now we have this stigma that people face three years later after 2020 three years later people you you've god is putting on your heart to make songs of hope because what do people lose hope (laughs) they literally and everywhere they turned around somebody was going through it something else was closed down um just like right now um we're recording um on the 22nd uh i mean on the second lord jesus we might be doing something on the 22nd (laughs) on the second of february um texas just went through a whole ice storm i'm done with texas <laughs> uh, lord this don't because it it is people out here that don't even have no home to go to one yes everybody can prepare as much as they can in texas but the majority of the community that is not housed these people are freezing and so the the best thing i can say about that is that when i listen to um a speaker at one point in time he was saying a story about um how old worship the sound of it brings you warm like it brings you warm when you hear this the humming and the deacons and that you hear that the first lady humming in the she's in a chair way somewhere you she her voice is like she's sitting in the pulpit he's he was saying that the warming of that was because they knew that they were not alone they sung everywhere they hummed every when nobody gonna life wasn't going to stop them and i think that's why worship is the topic for the beginning of this year it's because this was going to get you back to having hope and keeping it and um when would you say like worship was um introduced and how was it introduced worship so I'd say that right from early on, that's actually a question that I've never been asked before, but as early as I can tell, because I remember um, Ken and Eb Abel, they're, I mean, Ken killed Abel because of um, a sacrifice. He, he didn't want to, he didn't want to actually sacrifice the way God had told him to right Mm -hmm. that is worship that there is worship because when God tells you to do something in a certain way when you do it that is worship so that 
I'd say that is probably, but can you think of anyone before that? <laughs> I would say the first, okay, so I would say it had to happen when the angels and Lucifer got into it. Yes. Yes. That's what I. Yeah. That's where worship begins to really be identified. Because you can worship, but you can have your own agenda, uh, own uh, idea about this whole process. And I think that's where you know, if God was gonna say, you know, somebody was gonna have beef with him, he was like, Nah, we gonna have like this already done with. This is stupid because <laughs> I'm God. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not gonna have this issue. So he literally, you know, strikes him down. And then he harasses us, God's creation, to, to stop doing what? Because when we do that, we're going to literally bring his presence down here on the earth that we have dominion over. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Is that deep? <laughs> yeah. Is, is, that, is that deep? So would you say worship is optionable in in our daily life or is it absolutely necessary absolutely necessary yeah um i mean just the fact that we have to get out there so it it, it just makes life richer i mean apart from the fact that we serve a God who absolutely deserves our worship. Um, he is absolutely worthy of it. There's so much it does for us that if you want to have the best day, <laughs> worship. Um, I can tell you, I can't tell you the amount of times that I've, you know, had a, a rough, you know, patch. Uh, it's not turned out to be a good morning, and I'm in the shower and I have um, worship on. I listen to um, K-Love um, <laughs> it's actually an American station here in the UK because I just use the app but I can't tell you the amount of times I would be like in not in a good mood and I hear a song that it, it kind of just reminds me of what this is all about it brings faith, joy, hope you know and all of a sudden everything, the mood is, is changed like I'm stepping out into my day already victorious just because I had that time of worship. So if you want to have the best life, it's not an option not to worship. Like that is your only option, you know? Amen. And I think it, it just needs to become as much a part of your life as breathing. Yes. <laughs> I mean, of course, people have heard of Eric Thomas, the motivational speaker. He's been talking about, you know, you want to be as successful, you need to be wanting at the same amount as you want to breathe. With the guru, him going under the water, you know, he showed this physical element of it. But, and I love that aspect. But then it's that spiritual, where everybody is claiming, this is so personal. I personally don't like you. I personally, okay, when does it, when do you cross over to your spiritual self? Because you forgot everybody's in a different vessel. We look different, but we're all different. We're all of a same, some of us, spirit. However, whatever your light is, the Bible says, well, how great is your, is if your light is dark, how dark, how great is the darkness? Mm. 
in your light. So God is in both. He's in when you don't worship him and, and you feel condemnation and guilt. He's also in when you're consistent and you're doing good. He's in both of them. That's how good he is. He never leaves us. Yes, I, I would say um, my 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 um, question after that would be, when did worship become absolutely real? Where it went from I'm understanding, I'm learning, I'm the student, yet I'm not perfected. But I'm also saying I've got to go and get I've got to get this for myself now. This worship to me is real. I can't I can't depend your worship. When you touch me, I might feel the presence of the Lord, but the Lord ain't intervened yet. I've got to worship him on my own on this one. I got to get in my closet. I've got to cry. I've got to stop crying. He's asking me to put my gloves on now. (laughs) I got to learn how to do this. I can't call you and pray for me every year at the same time. Somebody got to tell you this is a cycle. (laughs) So when did it become uh, very real to you that... um, this is how I this is how I can kiss God through my worship. Wow, such a good question. So I I grew up in a Christian home. My dad was actually a pastor. Um but it took a while to get there because when you grow up in church <laughs> It just I'm just nodding because I'm like I didn't even yeah. grow up in church but I know yeah. that when I got in church thinking I knew something I'm like oh, wait a minute now somebody should have told me something you still need to walk your own path even though you grew up in church you still need to mm. you still need that encounter where you, meet, where you meet God for yourself that's when it becomes real so for me I'd say after secondary school, I think it started off with hearing the, you know, you hear people, people, you you go for crusades and people tell the salvation story or people, people preach different messages to point people to Jesus, right? And, and it, it could be any... I've heard all of them from... Have you have you ever heard of a movie called... Was it Burning Hell? Burning in Hell? I think so. There was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> there was a movie. Wait a minute now. Hold on. I don't, about, I don't think I've heard of that one. There was, there was a movie about what what hell looks like. And, and you know... <laughs> And, and they, they played that movie at a crusade. And when they give an altar call, everyone, everyone ran. <laughs> yeah, he said, I'm feeling the altar all the way. <laughs> I'm supposed to give our hands to Jesus again. Yeah, so um, that is one extreme to, you know, so many ways of preaching the love of Jesus. But I think the one that really stood out for me was... Um, listening to Reinhard Bonnke one time and he talked about I can't actually recall the story but the central theme was how great God's love was Mm. so moving from justice (laughs) burning in hell if you don't get the heart to Christ to 
How amazing. And I remember when he put out the altar call, my hand went up. Not because I was respond, not because I hadn't given my my heart to Jesus, because I was, but I was responding to that particular message mm-hmm. of love. Yeah. Uh, I honestly wish I could hear that story again because it made such an indelible impact on my heart. But I just, I just thought it was so different from all the other messages I've heard, and this was just talking of how great, how deep God's love was for us, and how the length He would go to to get us. And that started me out on the journey of knowing that God loved me, you know, <laughs> personally in that way. Um, and then um, I started to just grow and thirst for God in a new way. I was already in the choir, but but that essentially led me to just consuming God's word. It, it, it really like made a thirst in my heart just rise up for the things of God and I was blessed to have a couple of friends who, who were also on this growing journey with me and we will get together we will pray we will worship and I got to do that with all of them but then worship also took this it was a new how would I describe it yeah <laughs> there was a new richness a new depth and then i remember going to a camp meeting as well um <laughs> and it, you know when you first start out there are ups and downs ups and downs where you're like oh uh, you know i love god you know and then all of a sudden <laughs> so at that time I, I had a boyfriend as well <laughs> somehow ended up with a boyfriend but i went to a camp meeting five days of just being in God's presence, hearing God's word, and worshiping. And I came out with no I, I couldn't I was like, what am I doing with the boyfriend? <laughs> what am I doing? That, that was just gone. Like it was and and it was almost like God was just doing a work in my heart without even knowing. Yeah. Do you know it was like I came out someone completely different. Um conference and you were yeah, completely yeah. different so yeah so i came out of this conference and it was like god had done some sort of work like surgery without you even knowing <laughs> just you know taking out all of these things and just put new things on, on my inside because i had no desire whatsoever to be in a relationship with this boy anymore i was like what was i doing <laughs> great and, new and, um, that's something that worship does. That's something that, you know, I think just that richness, that depth of what could happen when you spend time in God's presence, mm. you know, it, it changes you 
and even when even if you, you're struggling with something you're like oh i know i should be doing this but i find it too hard just spend time in god's presence just sit there just just sit there and let god just do that's why he that's why he doesn't say become perfect and then come to me mm. he says come as you are because you get the strength to do what you need to do in his presence okay now so i think it was those years you know it, the, yeah. those times that that worship became real to me because when i sang and when i led worship i knew what i was doing these weren't just empty words this was you know like singing to someone who was real someone who had touched me mm. in <laughs> various ways you know yes and, and yeah. singing to someone who is real that right there mm-hmm. album <laughs> yeah or, or some kind of um you know yeah. or some kind of single to where um you that that whole soundtrack i believe that's what it's called that whole <laughs> that that song goes yeah. out to everybody that has you've been touched by everybody but you've not been touched by this one. When he touched you, you can't you can't stop the the love that you're gonna feel. You can't stop the impact he's about to do on your life. He literally wrote your plans before you were born. So now that you're surrendering, what more? What more? Don't let sur- surrendering is hindered because it don't look good. Okay, well dear child i'm gonna tell you don't focus on the things that are seen but the things that are not because i'm not in what you can see i'm in what you cannot see you can't see that when i'm worshiping every demonic force that was been do 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 pressing buttons all day long scream they're screaming i'm i'm worshiping they're screaming now (laughs) that's you don't see that but everybody in the room knows exactly what that sounds like. And when you can get in a room full of people, you mess around. The Bible says they was up there in a the building. The They worship, and the sound that they gave was a sweet fragrance. fragrance to the point where you could pray, and the wherever you're praying could catch on fire and smell to God. If you pray like that, what's up? Hey, <laughs> come on, go ahead and... We need to assemble. You know, that's why, of course, I was telling you before we started recording, Saturday, we um we start prayer. Because I know that as we are living in the prophetic days of things are going to be happening, there, there was also hope for people to actually finish and to endure. So if we're going to do that, the, the most important thing is to worship. Second most important thing is to worship and pray. Back, those probably might be backwards pray and then pray and worship one and two they come together like a sandwich one piece of bread the other piece of bread because um yeah that's how we get our power sometimes we think we get power from status and you know worshiping if we're not careful you know especially like i was saying with the careers we have being in the military before i was in the military i was on a campus doing school i was working at fast food place you worship things without even actually acknowledging that you worship it so if if it's true for me to not know it it's also true for me to know and for me to be very intentional and i will hit opposition i will have to define how real my worship is because there's a point in time that it wasn't real 
So now I'm going to test you on what you do. I'm going to test you. God does. He allows us to be tested. He doesn't make the test. He allows us to be tested to only prove who he is. That's how good he is. That's why worship is so important. It is the number one tool. I believe that many people have to really begin to hear witnessing about it because that's what people, if I get it, we're going to go through some stuff. But if you start worshiping God in the worst circumstances, he, it, you're calling him. If I called you on the phone right now, you'd probably answer. If I called God right now, <laughs> he go tell all of them in there. All right, Gabriel, get them ready. Cause he already knows. I, I know I was waiting on you to ask me to come. And so I believe the way we can close our podcast today is really just if somebody was listening and they don't know anything about Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, what could what could you say that would bless them in a way that I I want worship like I want them new sneakers that they came out with. I want worship the way like the new iPhone just came out. I, I want I want worship versus I know I need. I know what I need. I need it. But no, I'm trying to get you to want it again because it's just like Jesus. He had everybody understood these is my people in Jerusalem. But you Gentiles Y'all gonna get engrafted, but this whole thing is for at the end of time. My people, they finna be looking at these Gentiles like, this whole time, y'all, we, we was not listening. That's why. And, but, and guess what it did? It made us want it even more. He knew that. So what can we encourage someone who has not had that experience or has had it and maybe are in a season of dryness to want God and want to worship him worship him again first of all if you are not in a church or amongst people that that are worshipers you need to get yourself in, in that environment because there's something about seeing someone worship. It's contagious. There's there's something about seeing it. It makes you wonder, but it makes you thirst. Amen. You need to be in the right environment. Surround yourself with them. Get together. You, you, you don't need to be desperate for something before you seek God um, mm. you don't need to, to wait let, let it just become your culture <laughs> yeah. and yes. get some worship music on in your home as well because it does something to the atmosphere you just said a mouthful. It does something. That's what it does something to your heart, without you even knowing. It does something to your heart, and it lets God. So sometimes God might be speaking, and you're not listening. Maybe there there are too many distractions. But when you put worship music on you're more sensitive 
to hear what he's saying. And the last thing I'm gonna leave is the last thing I'm gonna leave with you is this one word from God, one touch from God can completely change your life. So if you've not had an encounter with God for yourself, where you know that I've met Him. This is what happened. You need to hunger for that. You need to crave that. And you need to pray for God for that. And just ask God that God, I want to meet you. Reveal yourself to me because He will. It's not enough to rely on others other people's faith and let other people's faith carry you. It's what you know for yourself, the conviction you have, what you've seen and heard and felt for yourself that will carry you through tough times other people's faith is not is, that's not going to do that for you mm-hmm. you need to experience god for yourself and you can start by just asking him and saying god this year this month <laughs> this day well, we could, yeah this second this day. <laughs> yeah yeah it happens people pray at home and meet with god right there in their rooms alone it can happen with you just thirst for it ask god just ask him and say god i want to i want to meet with you reveal yourself to me yeah yeah i i had wrote something down and you had said what i wrote so the podcast is closed <laughs> i am getting off of here okay we are literally in two different places in the world right now and how in the world did you just say what i wrote down because God is he is he is the one who is all present mm, absolutely and what I wrote down was atmosphere mm. I didn't need to I didn't need to know anything else to validate who am I talking to on here I just I said nah she used this word Lord okay <laughs> prove okay here you go stamp certify you are more than welcome to come back on renewed and reminded whenever you feel welcome to come and join us in may we'll be doing may overflow we definitely want to um, encourage you just listen um we're definitely having some plans um to just really like we were saying um get to where i can touch i mean yes there is stuff out here we're gonna of course have precaution but like you said when the first thing you encourage someone who has not had an encounter is get around people who are worshiping and I'm telling you, I would love for you to come. If if anything, we would love for you to virtually stream in to one of our streams so that you could lead us into worship on a Saturday. Yeah, I'm game. Amen. So I'm so excited, y'all. We have had the beautiful songwriter and musician, coach, mom of two. Okay, look, we all have stuff to do, but the biggest thing is she's a servant of the Lord. And she is witnessing with me to you all about worship and why our worship is real. This is not um, a joke. This is for real. This is our real lives. We're real people. And it brings me to tears to know that people don't know how good God is and how hard it has to be without him because we won't worship him. We will want everything else and will refuse to worship because it causes us to be in a place like 
Paul said, you will have to be in prison, not of the things that you think that will prison you right now, the things that you, the desires you very much want, you cannot do. When I am trying to be good, present will be, and out present, the evil will be very present, but it's within me. And how do I get over this worship? That's the only way. He was locked up, y'all. He was... And he was in there witnessing to the jail guards. And he went home and told his wife, and they both got saved. By the way, he got to go back to work, come back, and he's still locked up. <laughs> and he told them at the church, don't worry about me. Wait a minute, brother. You was... <laughs> but what kind of faith is this? His faith was on a whole nother level because his worship was like, even in here, I'm going to give God praise. His worship wow. was real. Wow. Wow. So we're gonna, it takes relationship to do that. To get past even what I see. And it's right in my face. And I can't go nowhere. R to the A to the... <laughs> R to the E to the A to the L. <laughs> Real. <laughs> All right. We'll see you on the next episode.